In Matthew 18, Jesus speaks of offenses that you may have experienced, while in Matthew 5, Jesus speaks of offenses that someone else has experienced. In Matthew uh, 5, I've caused the offense, but in Matthew 18, someone else has caused the offense. In both cases, Jesus places the onus on me. He says, go to my brother and make it right. In the church, there seems to be four areas of possible conflict. Conflict between parishioners, conflict between the parishioners and the pastor, thirdly, conflict between the pastor and other leadership or the church board, and fourthly, conflict between the pastor and a staff member. With all of this potential for conflict, it is imperative that we acquire and develop skills for conflict resolution. A reality in pastoral leadership is this, your ability to lead through conflict, whether yours or the conflict of others, will determine to a large extent your church's ministry effectiveness. In my first week as a lead pastor, I was moving into my 41-square-foot office. I was excited to get started. I was met by the volunteer secretary of the church. She introduced herself and handed me her key to the church building. I'm done, she announced. The church had been in conflict for over six months with half the congregation leaving in anger. The secretary was in conflict with another leader in the church. The preferred solution? I quit, I'm leaving. Well, the three of us ended up sitting down together and worked through their conflict. At the end, they hugged, apologized to each other, and the secretary asked if she could continue to volunteer. I gladly gave her the key, and several years later, hired her as my full-time secretary. Conflict in the church is inevitable. We have numerous New Testament examples of fully devoted followers of Jesus in conflict with one another. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to process church conflict and conflict resolution. Let me conclude today with this beatitude from Matthew 5, 9. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. Why are peacemakers called sons of God? Well, I believe that one of the reasons is this. We're never more like our heavenly father than when we are active in restoring, redeeming, and reconciling people to God and to one another. Making peace is something God does, and it's something he calls on us to do as well.